The following program is sponsored by Friends of Life Outreach International. Next on Life Today, join the founder of the Passion Movement, Louis Giglio, and the founder of Hobby Lobby, David Green. You just pray what God's put on your heart for our president and for our nation's leaders. Father, we come to you this day, God, and asking that you put a sense of urgency on our hearts, each one of our hearts, that we would pray for our leaders as you've asked us to do. God, they need your wisdom. They need your help. We just pray, God, that you will do this. tell you what, it's a joy to sit here with you. <laughs> and uh, two of the people we got with us, uh, David Green, who is the founder and president of Hobby Lobby. And uh, what a wonderful family. He's written a book, giving it all away. And I'm telling you what, it looks like that's what the family lives to do. And then Louis Giglio. I mean, here we got a businessman, entrepreneur, my granddad, great grandfather. That's like me, you know, two of a kind. We got Louis, you know, he hangs out with all young people, you know. <laughs> He's not as young as all the young people he hangs out with, but he's trying to dress like him. Mean, he came in here, he didn't, he didn't even have on any socks. I mean, you know, uh, Mr. Green good. and I, we got on a nice coat. Yeah, and socks. He, socks. Yeah, we got socks, we got socks. I mean, I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's, anyway, how about welcoming, you know, Mr. Class, David Green and uh, Louis Giglio to like today. Would you do that? I, I want to ask you something, Louis. You know, we'll get off. We'll get off your socks, okay? <laughs> Tell me what you feel sitting by this man. Well, um, David uses the word legacy, and I feel that just being with him today, uh, legacy is a is an intangible but yet tangible ripple effect of a life lived well or not well. And the interesting thing about legacy is it's usually put in a good connotation, but everyone has one. Exactly. And um, the legacy of the Green family, uh, what we know, this is the thing I feel about sitting next to David. What I know about David, stunning. Mm. But also I have a feeling that most of the great stuff about David Green, nobody knows. Because he is an honorable person before the Lord and isn't out looking for the accolades of men. And I bet if he wrote the book about everything his family's been a part of, <laughs> we all would just be like, okay, would you just take the rest of the show now? Thank no you very way. much. <laughs> no, I'm not gonna take it. <laughs> because we so much honor you and what you're doing. In fact, we've been part of some of the things mm -hmm. you've done yeah, with the young people. So we definitely admire what you're doing and we support you as well. Yeah. Does it kind of bother you when somebody talks all that nice praise? You yeah. see how he got off that real yeah. fast? Yeah, real fast. <laughs> but you know, the other thing, James, too, is that I think when you see somebody that's willing, and these are my words, not his, to, to roll the dice, if you will, because of principle and value, um, with, I, I, I would assume everything's on the line. 
I don't know all the ins and outs of what Hobby Lobby went through and what the family went through, but I would assume it was an all or nothing proposition. That really speaks in a generation where people don't really seem to have convictions that are worth that anymore. Right. I don't even remember many businesses being threatened verbally with a $1.3 million a day fine. Yeah. I mean, I don't care who you are, that's a pretty big pill to swallow. That's a pretty big threat, but they never wavered. And no question, just in case all of you wonder, because David Green and his family let you know how much prayer meant. Your prayers, you just can't, don't, don't, hey, listen, when you see things that just really seem to be out of sync, don't take addressing it with prayer lightly. I've said this, and I'll share this with you guys. I think y'all can appreciate this. I think when you concentrate and focus prayer, it's like taking the power of the Colorado and forcing it through a turbine. You can light up a desert. Mm. And, and that's what prayer, when you focus, can do. It just energizes everything. It can turn a barren desert into a, a lit up oasis in a city. And so don't take prayer lightly. A lot of people prayed for you all. We knew that and we felt that. And, uh, and because of that, not only did we win at the Supreme Court, we had peace mm -hmm. when we shouldn't have had peace because we knew we could lose our company. I mean, you can only go so far, anybody paying <laughs> 1.3 million a day. I don't know how many days we could have gone, mm -hmm. but it wouldn't have been long. But uh, we definitely felt that, and, and we felt peace as well as the fact that we knew people were praying for us. And we got so much good uh, letters coming from us, uh, to us, and it was, it was exciting to, to see how many people would pray for us. Aren't you amazed that someone could accuse you of being unkind when you're trying to do the kindest act possible, and that's preserve precious life? Yes. I mean, that's what you're trying to do. But don't, don't we seem, Louis, you have to see this with all the students that you're around, the, the, the conversation today, the, the crassness of it, the, uh, uh, let's say, the obscenity of it, that they, they take the things that are so precious oftentimes and speak of them in such demeaning, derogatory Terms. Isn't that stunning? Well, I, I think it depends on who you're talking about. You know, I think there are people of all ages that mishandle the gift of life. And I really actually am encouraged by a lot of the Christian young people that are emerging. The, the demographic at our conferences is 18 to 25 year olds. And they actually are, have a pretty good resolve to reach out to those who cannot speak for themselves. They're leading the cause in human trafficking around the world. Yep. Uh, even President Trump is listening to this uh, cause partially because of the groundswell that's coming from the millennial generation. And I think they have a huge voice for life as well. And uh, I passed by a place uh, near my home where people are standing uh, very honorably and respectfully for life every day on a sidewalk in front of an institution that's near where I live. And I'm surprised how many days I go by there and it's young people that are standing there. There are people my age standing there, but every time I go by there, they're young people, they're teenagers and adolescents, and they're speaking up for those who obviously can't speak for themselves. And thank God for that, and thank God for what you did with Hobby Lobby. What do you pray about the very spirit and atmosphere? Because when I walk in Hobby Lobby, there is an atmosphere. We let everybody know, one of the things we say constantly is we're serving. We're here to serve you. The corporate office is to serve the stores. They, in turn, the customers. So that's one of the things we constantly talk about is we're here to serve. 
So we just want to be known to serving. And then when you hear the music, it's, we're not ashamed of, our, of the gospel of Jesus Christ at all. <laughs> and so, as you know, on Easter Sunday, every newspaper in the United States that we have a store, there's Beautiful. a full-page ad. Yeah. There's mm-hmm. one at Christmas. There's one at Fourth of July. So we're not ashamed of our, of our Savior. So we just want to project that, and it just infiltrates in, in, in many of our stores. Uh, that uh, hopefully you you just sense the Lord when you go in there and you hear the music. Let me just ask both of you, what do you feel about our country right now? Because I don't I don't sense hopelessness. I think the stage is set for uh, an age of rage. Uh, I think it's like sitting on a powder keg. Sometimes you wonder what's going to happen. Who's going to you know pull the wrong trigger or the fuse? But I see an opportunity for love to literally move mountains, obstacles, and lift us up. I actually see hope. What do you see, David, when you look at it? I know you have to see the challenges, and you've certainly tasted some of them firsthand. But what do you see when you look out and you pray for this country? Well, of course, for us, one of our big prayers was the Supreme Court justice. And we thank God. We believe that one is on there that's going to help keep religious liberties. Uh, had we not have gotten the one we have, and uh, I'm afraid we would have lost them. And this would be a different country than we're in. And so I think the, the Bible talks to us about praying for our leaders. I think we should pray f- uh, for President Trump. I think the Lord can touch his heart and he can do things in such a way. Uh, I had a short time with him and I said, you're not going to make this country great without God. It's going to take God. And that's one of the reasons for the Bible Museum there in Washington. They say, let's get back to the Bible, God's Word, and I think we can make this country great again. And the museum opens? November the 17th. And uh, what do you anticipate happening as people go through? Here's the Smithsonian. Here are all the other historical things for which we can remember and have fond memories or at least know something or see something from the past. What do you hope happens when people go through and see? We have something none of the others have. We have God's Word. And with God's Word, you have the Holy Spirit. And I believe the Holy Spirit's going to touch people. And uh, we're expecting that and we're hoping for that. Do you believe the true greatness of America was based upon that biblical foundation? I definitely believe that. And I think if we get back to it, God can bless us in ways we don't even understand. I don't understand how we took $600 and have a $4.6 billion company that has no debt. But I know that God did this, and he can do the same thing for our country. If we he could do it for our in, country. He can do the same Absolutely. thing. Absolutely. If we'd come to the table of reason and get the wisdom of God that led you and your family with such modest means to be able to do what you've done, we can get this nation out of exactly. the ditch and out of the pit with God's grace and his help. Don't you agree that can happen? And we need to ask God for it to happen. The same miracle, the same wisdom, the same insight the same oversight and stewardship that God gave you as a family, he could give the American people and American leadership as a family. Louis, I think you referenced the young people a while ago. A lot of them, I think, are praying for that. They're sick. Don't you think most people are sick and tired of political correctness? And don't you think they're tired of depending on failed systems, on on systems that haven't really changed things and that are unsustainable. Don't you think they're fed up with it? Well, no doubt. I mean, I think that people, Brexit and Trump, Mr. Trump, are two, I think, perfect case studies in the fact that everyone in the world's fed up. 
we all want change. Nobody knows quite how to get there, but everybody knows that what we're doing isn't working. And I was amazed to see Mr. Sanders and how many college students filled up his rallies. Mm -hmm. um, I'm talking 19, 18, 20-year-olds who seemed disenfranchised from the whole process, but yet they were there. Why? Because it was an upheaval of a system. And I think people want change. The problem is we change comes through a lot of different ways. It is going to come through prayer. Uh, we did an event right before the election in Madison Square Garden, which was ended up being broadcast around the nation to millions of people. And in it, we led everyone on a 20-inch journey to mercy. And that 20 inches is the distance from standing to kneeling. And that's how far it is for us to find a new path for our nation. So I say to Mr. Trump, take that 20-inch journey. Absolutely. I say to his family, they're amazing people, take that 20-inch journey to the new justice and all the justices. Take the 20-inch journey. Congress, what do you have to, to lose by bending your knee before Almighty God and saying, help us in this day? And to see Madison Square Garden, every person that could upper deck, middle deck, all on the floor, and then people in theaters around America getting out of their seats and onto their knees. This is what we need. But how do you get there? You get there with leadership. So yes, Lord, we need your mercy, but we need a leader who is a articulate, bridge-building, principled, passionate, courageous man or woman. We need those kinds of leaders everywhere right now. And I think what we need is principled respect. You know, right now there's no respect in this country. No one will listen to anyone who disagrees with them. But let's face it, we're a split nation. We're 50-50 nation. So we've got to start face-to-face -face conversations with people that we disagree with, and we've got to listen to them, let them talk, let them finish a sentence, and then they've got to let us talk and finish a sentence. And at least we build a relationship built on trust and understanding. And I think that from the bottom, with strong leadership from the top, there's nothing this nation can't do. And I wouldn't dare count America out. I do believe America has great days ahead because God is still alive. And as long as he's still alive, I've yes. got hope exactly. that this can be a great nation for him. You know, you both asked me before we came out here to, to do our, our taping what my impressions were because I had spent considerable time talking to Mr. Trump, our president. I want to share with our audience what I shared with you. I didn't sense a pushback. I sensed a, an understanding and a, a, a moving target. Let's pray to that end. Let me say this to you, so just listen closely. What do you think about President Trump, James? You've been around him a lot. You've talked to him a lot. I'm going to say it as honestly and as openly and as clearly as I can. I believe Donald Trump is as fertile ground as I've ever witnessed. I believe the seed sown will be received. And I believe the key is what seed is sown and the light and water it's exposed to. Who sows it? What seed? So you say, okay, James, and how do we as Christians pray? You pray for the sowers of the word and the truth and the wisdom of God to have access to the fertile soil of this man's life. And he knows, he's heard me say it to him, I've said it before the world. I said it on inauguration day to him, the family, the cabinet, and Mr. Pence and Vice President Pence and his family and all the others.
And that is that this man has received as open and freely as anyone I've ever talked to in 55 years of ministry. So I believe the soil is fertile. And then I also followed up with this. I believe that he's yielded clay in a potter's hand. So the question is, which potter, the father of lies or the father of truth, will shape the clay? Because this man, I believe, and this is what this is just my personal opinion and observation. I believe he not only wants what he thinks is best for us, I believe he's come to the conclusion he wants what God wants for us. I think that's what he wants. And I think he's on a journey, the journey we all need to be on, to find out what the Father who knows best really wants. You bear witness with that? Exactly, yes. And that's what we need to pray for. We need to pray for our leaders, especially our president. Louis? Well, I, let's do that. You know, I think that so many people say we should pray for our leaders, but then we don't pray for our leaders. And so I, it would be amazing if everyone watching us today said, I'm going to make a 30-day commitment to pray for Mr. Trump every day, whether you voted for him or not. Right. It doesn't matter. I'm going to pray for him for 30 days. And you know what will happen? After the second day, you'll, you won't know what to pray. Because you'll be like, I've already prayed that he'll have wisdom and I pray that he'll have people around him would give him good counsel. And then you'll have to ask God, what do you want me to pray Absolutely. for him? Mm -hmm. And uh, 30 days in, all of us right now watching together, praying that. for President Trump will make a difference more than just saying we yeah, should pray exactly. for our president. Exactly. Let's join hands here in the studio. Let's join hands, David, Betty. And uh, Mr. Green, I want you, David, if you would, you just pray what God's put on your heart for our president and for our nation's leaders. Father, we come to you this day, God, and asking that you put a sense of urgency on our hearts, each one of our hearts, that we would pray for our leaders as you've asked us to do. God, they need your wisdom. They need your help. And we just pray, God, that you will do this, that you'll give wisdom and you'll give guidance and you'll give those that he will surround himself, that he will listen to truth. God, give him truth, and, 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 and we have men and women that can do that, Lord Jesus, and we'll just pray that he comes along and, and, and follows you and follows after your, your truth, and we ask this, Lord Jesus, in your name. Amen. And everybody said amen. amen. You thank, thank God you, for the guests that we've been able to have on life today. Uh, we, didn't, we didn't even talk about the two books that are in the, in the stores right now. Uh, David Green giving it all away. This, this is really their legacy of faith. And it's an inspiration on how to really live expressing freely uh, the glory, grace, mercy, and blessings of God. Uh, to really live the gospel. Goliath must fall. Tremendous about how we can experience the victory that Christ has made possible. Because he has slain Goliath. And he will enable us to become an overcomer, not to be freed from the battle, but to be able to suit up in the armor of God and to be able to win. And by the way, we fight in prayer. And that's what we just did and what we must continue to do. And uh, I want to thank all of you for being here and praying and all of you for watching. One of the things that our viewers do that's so magnificent is they literally share the love of God all over the world. When you see people in need and you know we can address a problem effectively, you sign on. Mm. I want to show you something right now that you've told us is one of the greatest joys you experience and you get to be a part of it. Watch closely.
So is this is their water source, I'm assuming. This is my first um, encounter here in India, and I can already tell that there is so much to be done. This is where they have to come every day, all the way down here to get their water. This is his only source of water. Well, you see this is a nice little flow of water out here, but upstream just horses and cows and pigs. And right up the hill, eight children died from contaminated water here. This is just, I mean, there's so much here in Central America and the poverty-stricken nations, it just touches your heart. It's endless. Weena here lost her older brother and a year later her older sister, both of them victims of waterborne illness. I want to look at this water. Ah, it smells horrible. I would never make a child drink this, but these children have no choice. It's this or nothing. It's not enough to tell them don't drink the water. We have to say, here's water you can drink. You know, we're drilling wells. We're providing water for God's creation. He knows them. He knows them by name, and he wants them to have clean, fresh water. Please help us. I know this would be a desire of your heart, too, just as James and I do. We desire to pass on the blessings. We've been so mightily blessed ourselves, and we want to bless these families. So join with us, please, will you? Boy, not a joy to just give yeah, a, a yes. cup of water. I, uh, I just found myself watching and, and, and really praying, God, please touch the hearts of all the people who are looking in on that, that scene, those settings with that horrible water. Like Randy said, that was our son, Randy. Can't even stand the, the smell of it, much less the thought of drinking it. And Betty, our viewers have joined with us and with the missionaries who point out the areas of need but they also say, we know there's water here. That's why we've got 400 areas located. You remember earlier in the year, we came to you with 188 locations that the crisis was indescribable. And we ask you to step up and help us get the drilling started there. It has, and it's been completed in many of those areas. The total goal for this year in the areas that we've located with the missionaries oversight and their very wise guidance, we've got 400 areas. And then there's another miracle that took place, Betty, in the areas where the terrain is too rugged to get a drilling rig in effectively. You can't really do it. We have a filter system that is simply a five-gallon container with a filter that will give a family all the clean water they need from now on. It will actually last not only for months, but for years and can be changed out at a certain period of time when necessary. But we can give three families all the clean water they need, no matter how contaminated it is. It's totally bacteria-free. It has no contamination, clear water. We can give three families that system for $100. Many people, Betty, cannot drill a well for $4,800. If you can, I believe you will. I pray you will. I ask you to. Or if you can give $1,200 or $2,400 and pray, three join you or another joins you, we got a well. 
many of you don't, don't even think at that level because you just simply can't do it. So keep this in mind. $48 is the primary amount that makes the wells possible. People say, I can give 48. Thank God for you. That gives, if you break it out, 10 people water the rest of their life. $144 will give 30 people water the rest of their life. So just, just stop and think a moment. What am I able to do? And Father, I ask you to enable people to do beyond even what they might have thought about. Show them a way in Jesus' name. And I believe you'll want to do that. Whatever God reveals, simply do it. Can you give a well? Could you give the $100 to provide three of those filter systems? Can you give toward the well? Whatever you can do. Would you right now go online, please, to the website you see, or dial that number that's there as a prayer line, now a lifeline? Would you take your bank card and use it like a check and just make the gift God has put on your heart? By the way, if you write a check, make it to life. But call us and tell us what you're putting in the mail because we need to know. We're going to send you the beautiful book, The Words of Jesus. That's all it is. Just the words of Jesus. And I'm telling you what, you can't go wrong reading that. Words of healing. These are gifts for you when you give the gift of life. And we want to be a blessing to you as you're a blessing to others. We're giving you water of life, giving you encouragement in life. You're giving people water for life and the missionaries are pointing to the water of life. So it's an incredible outreach that we do together. Thank you so much. Thank you for going online. Thank you for dialing that number and making the gift God put on your heart. Every day, children living in extreme poverty are forced to make a dreadful choice. Drink polluted water filled with deadly disease or perhaps die of thirst. No child should ever be faced with this decision. The good news is there is a solution. Mission Water for Life is one of the most proven and viable demonstrations of God's love in the world today. Suffering can end because clean water changes everything. With your gift today, you can help drill 400 water wells in remote villages in 15 nations. A gift of $48 will provide disease-free water for 10 people. $72 will provide for 15 people and $144 will help provide clean water straight from the ground for 30 people. Please also consider an additional gift of $100 to help provide three families with water filtration kits in emergency areas where our drilling rigs are unable to reach. As our thank you, we'll send you the books Words of Jesus and Words of Healing. One contains only the words of Jesus and the other scriptures for healing in your body, mind, and soul. With your $100 gift, you can receive both hardbound and softbound editions of these scripture promise books. Finally, please consider a gift of $1,200 to help provide water for 250 people or a gift of $4,800 to help sponsor a complete well. And you may request our beautiful hand-sculpted Determined Eagle Bronze. Please call, write, or make your gift online. You know, we have several books that we're sending to just say thanks for your gift. And we have two incredible guests. And if you'd say, James, would you mind sending me David's book or Louis's book? We're helping you drill water wells. We're helping you give water to the thirsty. And you ask for it, we'll be more than happy to do it. I hope you will encourage your friends to go online or go to the bookstore and get these treasures that I think will be a, an incredible blessing to you. Join Betty and me in saying thanks to David Green and Louis Goodwill. Bless all of you. Y'all look good sitting there together. Yeah. You look like a team. Yeah, I'm going to take my socks off. Thank you, family. Thank you so much. 
for sharing the love of God. Next week, Kevin and Sam Sorbo talk about their new movie. Life Today is made possible by the supporters of Life Outreach International. Your gift will be used exclusively for the exempt purposes of life. The ministry features specific outreaches as examples of the programs it supports and conducts. Gifts are considered to be without restriction as to use unless explicitly stipulated by the donor. The ministry is a member of the ECFA.